0: And now, story time with Mr. Black. The years of the Vietnam War were a confused, troubled time for American foreign policy, making the suffering of the participants all the more tragic. But out of it has come the marvelous story about Captain Gerald L. Coffey. You see, his plane was shot down over the China Sea on February 3rd, 1966 and he spent the next seven years in a succession of prison camps. The POWs who survived, he says, did so by a regimen of physical exercise, prayer, and stubborn communication with one another. After days of torture on the Vietnamese version of the rack, he signed the confession they demanded. Then he was thrown back into his cell to, to writhe in pain. Even worse was his guilt over having cracked he did not know if there were other american prisoners in the cell block but then he heard a voice man in cell number 6 with a broken arm can you hear me it was colonel robinson risner it's safe to talk welcome to heartbreak hotel he said colonel any word about my navigator bob hansen coffee asked no listen jerry you must learn to communicate by tapping on the walls It's the only dependable link we have to each other. Risner had said we. That meant there were others. Thank God. Now I'm back with the others, Coffey thought. Have they tortured you, Jerry? Risner asked. Yes. And I feel terrible that they got anything out of me. Listen, Risner said. Once they decide to break a man, they do it. The important thing is how you come back. Just follow the code. Resist to the utmost of your ability. If they break you, just don't stay broken. Lick your wounds and bounce back. Talk to someone if you can. Don't get down on yourself. We need to take care of one another. For days at a time, coffee would be punished for some minor infraction by being stretched on the ropes. His buddy in the next cell would tap on the wall, telling him to hang tough, that he was praying for him. Then, when he was being punished, Coffee says, I would be on the wall doing the same for him. At last, Coffee received a letter from his wife. Dear Jerry, it has been a beautiful spring, but of course, we miss you. The kids are doing great. Kim skis all the way around the lake now. The boys swim and dive off the dock. And little Jerry splashes around with a plastic bubble on his back. Coffee stopped reading because his eyes were filled with tears as he clutched his wife's letters to his chest. Little Jerry, who's Jerry? Then he realized their baby, born after his imprisonment, had been a son and she had named him Jerry. There was no way she could know that all her previous letters had been undelivered, so she talked about their new son matter-of-factly, Coffee says. Holding her letter, I was full of emotions. Relief, finally knowing that the family was well. Sorrow for missing out on little Jerry's entire first year. Gratitude for the blessing of simply being alive. The letter concluded, all of us, so, plus so many others, are praying for your safety and return soon. Take good care of yourself, honey. I love you. B." Coffee tells about the long, long hours during which the prisoners played movies in their minds of going from room to room in their house back home, the camera taking in every detail. Over and over, they played scenes of what it was going to be like when they got back. Coffey says it was his friends and his faith that helped him through. Every Sunday, the senior officer in each cell block would pass a signal church call. Every man stood up in his cell if he was able and then, with a semblance of togetherness, they would recite the twenty-third psalm: "Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies; thou anointest my head with oil; thou cup runneth over." Coffee says, "I realize that, despite being incarcerated in this terrible place, it was my cup that runneth over, because someday, however, whenever I would return to a beautiful and free country." Finally, the peace treaty was signed, and on February 3rd, 1973, the seventh anniversary of his capture, coffee was called before two young Vietnamese officers. "'Today, it is our duty to return your belongings,' one said. "'What belongings, yes?' "'This.' He swallowed hard and reached for the gold wedding band the soldier held between his thumb and his forefinger. "'Yes, it was his.' He slipped it onto his finger, a little loose, but definitely his ring. He had never expected to see it again. My kids were 11 or 12 years old when my ring had been taken away. Suddenly, I felt old and weary. During the prime years of my life, I had sat in a medieval dungeon, had my arm screwed up, had contracted worms, and God knows what else. I wondered if my children, now older and changed so much, Would they accept me back into the family and what our reunion would be like? And I thought I'd be, would I be okay for her? Did she still love me? Could she possibly know how much she had meant to me all these years? The bus trip to the Hanoi Airport was a blur. But one thing stood out with clarity for coffee. The bright, brilliant, beautiful, red white and blue flag painted on the tail of the Air Force C-141 transport that gleamed in the sun, awaiting the first load of freed prisoners. Next to the aircraft were several dozen American military people who smiled at them through the fence and gave them the thumbs-up signal. As they lined up by twos, the Vietnamese officer reeled off their names, rank and service. Commander Gerald L. Coffey, United States Navy. He had been promoted two ranks in his absence. As Coffey stepped forward, his attention was riveted on an American colonel wearing crisp Air Force blues, wings, and ribbons. It was the first American military uniform he had seen in years. The colonel returned Coffey's brisk salute. Commander Gerald L. Coffey reporting for duty, sir. Welcome back, Jerry. The colonel reached forward with both hands and shook Coffey's hand. When the plane was loaded, the pilot taxied directly to the runway without holding short, then blocked the brakes and jammed his throttles forward. The huge beast rocked and vibrates as the pilot made his final checks on the engine performance. The roar was horrendous as the brakes were released and they lurched forward on the runway. When they were airborne, the pilot's voice came into the speaker and filled the cabin. It was a strong, sure voice. Congratulations, gentlemen. We've just left North Vietnam. Only then did they erupt into cheers. The first leg of their trip home took them to Clark Air Force Base in the Philippines. The crowd held up banners. Welcome home. We love you. God bless you. From behind the security lines, they applauded wildly as the name of each debarking POW. Was announced. There were television cameras, but the man had no idea at that very moment in the small hours of the morning. Millions of Americans back home were riveted to their television sets, cheering and weeping. Special telephones had been set up to accommodate their initial calls home. Coffee's stomach churned as he waited the interminable few seconds for B to pick up the phone in Sanford, Florida where she and the children were waiting. Hello, babe, it's me. Can you believe it? Hi, honey. Yes, we watched you on TV when you came off the airplane. I think everybody in America saw you. You look great. Well, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of scrawny, but but I'm okay, I'm just anxious to get home. After his long-awaited reunion with his wife and children, he and his family attended Mass the following Sunday. Afterwards, in response to the parish's priest welcome, here is what Coffey said. It summarizes as well as anything I know of the Optimist Code. Faith was really the key to my survival all those years. Faith in myself to simply pursue my duty to the best of my ability and ultimately return home with honor. Faith in my fellow man, starting with all of you here, knowing you would be looking out for my family, and faith in my comrades in those various cells and cell blocks in prison, men upon whom I depended and whom, in turn, depended upon me, sometimes desperately. Faith in my country, its institutions, and our national purpose and cause, and of course, Faith in God, truly, as all of you know, the foundation for it all. Our lives, ladies and gentlemen, are a continuing journey. And we must learn and grow at every bend as we make our way through this journey, sometimes stumbling, but always moving toward the finest within us. That was what this great country was founded upon. That was what we rest our laurels on. And there's something called the titler cycle. It's the normal pattern of every democracy. So we always start off in bondage, and then people oppose the conditions of bondage. And that creates a spiritual faith. In that spiritual faith, we start searching with some degree of unity for a common cause, which brings us to Courage. encouraged, we fight for freedom. And that brings us to liberty, success, prosperity, blessings, but also takes us to a development of misplaced liberty without the responsibility. The liberty to deny God, the liberty to abuse grace, to sin, the liberty to control myself, the liberty to divide the body of Christ. But yet we still move forward into this thing called abundance, where we have so many material things, where we want for very little, which then creates private interest groups where we want to maintain what we have, which moves us into a selfishness. It creates a sense of entitlement, this whining, complaining, which becomes complacency. In complacency, we accept no responsibility. We we blame everyone else. We become victims. We're critical of everything which moves us in this place called apathy and in apathy. There's a control of independence. There's freedom is centralized. We stop doing what we did to get us where we are, which brings us to that dependence. And then there's this point of degeneration when no systematic change will help, which brings us back to bondage. As Jesus told the church in second revelation, Revelation chapter 2, my apologies. We need to go back to our first love. And I want you to know that the suicide rate of military people is ridiculous. It's going through the roof. So many people are losing their lives. And after this Afghanistan situation... The Center for Disease Control and Prevention reported suicide is the 10th leading cause of death across the U.S. Think about that. Over 47,500 deaths occurred, which amounts to one death every 11 minutes. The number of people who think about killing themselves or making an attempt is even higher. The CDC reported that in 2019, 12 million adults thought seriously about it. 3.5 million devised a plan. And 1.4 million actually followed through with an attempt. We need to go back to what we know. We need to go back to our first love. We need to go back to doing what we used to do to get us where we used to be. In closing, let me share with you the words from Robert F. Dotson called The Greatest Generation. We call them the greatest generation. I believe it's rightly so. They have been a blessing to our nation. Now it's sad to see them go. One by one they are leaving, creating an empty space. Friends and loved ones now are grieving, longing once more to see their face. Unselfishly they gave their all, supplying our nation's need. Without hesitation they answered freedom's call. They are heroes indeed. For love of God, family, and the USA— They laid their lives on the line. So a debt of gratitude we must pay for our liberties, yours and mine. So let us give them the honor that is due with a thankful salute as they walk by. Friend, it's now up to me and you whether freedom will live or die. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters, Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.